are talking, what are we talking today? We're talking to a friend that we met through TikTok and we are talking E-N-M, I believe. Is, That's correct. Is the term, is the term. Okay. Ethical non-monogamy. Which I had to like, you, okay, it's Leah. It's everybody who, I don't know, I don't know what your handle is. So you can just jump right in with us, but we're super excited to have you here and, and talk about this topic and dive into whatever whatever we get into awesome. yeah hi thanks for having me my name's leah my handle on tiktok is um at the lily lily it's a tongue twister and spelled insane so i don't it's not it's the worst possible handle so good luck good, so luck, good luck finding, finding it. it we'll make sure to, we'll make sure to include it <laughs> it's the worst yeah you guys you can nail it on the head ethical non-monogamy um it's um something that i learned about like in my early 20s and like as a concept um, which was like 20 years ago at this point, um, and have just now in the past couple of years started kind of incorporating into my life. Okay, I'm going to out us so hard right now. We totally had to look it up and do some research on it. That's fine. Just so that we knew what the fuck we but were talking like, about. I, I feel like once we started reading all the different, because it's an umbrella, right? Yeah. And so it was like, once we started reading all the different layers. We were like, oh, I've heard yeah. that term. We were just like, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's what it's mm-hmm. called, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's a relationship structure that a lot of folks especially a lot of folks in the queer community are familiar with if they haven't experienced it they probably like, have a friend that has like tried it on but you just maybe didn't know like the terminology for it right um, have majority of your relationships been non-monogamous then um no i'd say i just started most of my queer relationships so i dated um cis dudes for like 15 years or something like that um and then um came out and started uh, queer dating after that. And most of my queer relationships, all of my, all but one of my hetero relationships was monogamous. One of them was non-monogamous. Um, and then when I started queer dating like eight years ago or so, um, I um, usually the, they would start out like non-monogamous and then it would be like, okay, well now we're like girlfriend and girlfriend and girlfriend and whatever person. Um, and so now we're going to be monogamous, right? Um, like getting to that exclusive point was like, just like a point that was, you know, would just happen naturally. And then we would just be monogamous. And at some point I realized that that doesn't really work for me. So I had to kind of figure out something else that uh, worked. So what were the signs that you started to realize that you were like, this isn't, this isn't for me. And I, and I can take this in a healthy way and, you know, create what, what what Um, works for you. I really, I'm the type of person that like, if like, if I'm in a room and you cl- like close the door on me, I will jump out the fucking window. You know what I mean? But like, if the door's open, I might stay in the room the whole time. Like, I just don't like having that, like feeling mm-hmm. like I'm being told what to do and being forced into something, even if it's n- something that I would choose on my own, <laughs> makes me like not want it suddenly, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, <laughs> right? It's just like the kind of like, I don't know if it's like rebellious spirit or what it is, but um, just something in me, that little teenager that's still there, I guess. Um, is like, don't tell me what, what to do kind of, kind of energy. Um, but then also I'm, I also like really, really appreciate it's like human connection is really important to me. It's like my reason for living is connecting with people through like, like this or through art or through music or however else we connect with one another. Right. Um, and I didn't want to, I found for me, and I'm not saying this is the case for all monogamous relationships, but I found that for me, being in a monogamous relationship meant that I couldn't, um, there were situations where I couldn't um, 
follow like the organic natural evolution of a connection that I had with someone because there are all these rules, right? Like, oh, I have to just be friends. So we can't hug. We can't kiss. We can't do this. Like there are all these things that I wasn't supposed to do because we weren't dating or we weren't together, um, which always felt very abnormal to me. Like that is not just like, that's just not how I naturally jive. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. And I get that like a lot of people that does make sense for them and that feels good for them. But like for me, it was like, forcing my it was like square peg round hole it was just like trying to force myself into like this structure that just mm. didn't make sense for my brain and like my heart i feel like the younger generation is naturally starting to lean into just like very mm-hmm. open kind of date multiple people but i did just recently have a talk even with my son who was um dating um and had his first breakup oh, no. and i was like you know and, and he's he's only 13, 14 years old. So I was like, you don't have to be so serious in this relationship. You know, like you're going to meet so many people, you're going to have your heart broken, all these things. But I don't understand what is it with the mind or the way we were taught and raised that makes us feel like it's, you know, one person or no other Mm -hmm. way, or you have like, if you're having those feelings and you know that it, you don't, it doesn't fit for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is that just gets, gets programmed in our, in our minds right away. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we have to have it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's just like heteronormative culture is just like, that's, that's what heteronormativity is. And I think that like that works, like that part of that structure works for a lot of queer folks, but it also doesn't work for a lot of queer mm-hmm. folks too. And I think we've just sort of like adopted a lot of that because that was what we were all raised to believe was like the only option, right? Like the only relationship mm-hmm. structure, or at least I was raised very religiously. So like the only relationship structure was you find a man, you get married, you have children. And like that, and those are the steps, right? And job or not, mm-hmm. doesn't fucking matter. Who cares if you work or not, right? <laughs> like those are, those are the steps, right? Yep, you right. Know? And like, that. <laughs> and like that just doesn't, you know, so I think we kind of like the queer community has sort of just like, that's sort of just seeped in to our culture as well. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think it just doesn't necessarily fit everyone. And um, I think mm-hmm. there's a little bit more room for that now, particularly in like sapphic or like um, queer relationships when we're not talking about like two gay men, right? When it's like two women or non-binary mm-hmm. folks, I feel like, especially in those, because I, th- I don't know, this might be a really bad like stereotype, but I feel like they're so emotionally connective and like so intense oftentimes. And there's so mm-hmm. much intense love and just like so much devotion and like so much affection in a lot of those relationships. And not to say that like that doesn't happen for gay men too, but like, you know, whatever. There's a, there's so many tropes that like say that, right? About like sapphic relationships. And so I think because mm-hmm. of that, that sort of like, you know, one person and one person settling down forever and being mates forever and having you no know, other relationships is kind of a little bit more pervasive than it is in like the, the gay male community. Mm-hmm. 100%. So now that you're exploring with non-monogamy, how does that change you dating people? <laughs> like, how do you even start that conversation? Like, I'm just trying to put myself in that position where it's like, how do you even throw that out there and expect somebody else to be like, oh, same, yeah. you know, because it's, that's kind of a intense conversation to have. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't, I'm not on the apps right now because I, they're exhausting and I needed a very, I've, I've been on a break, so I'm going to be on a break possibly for the rest of my life. But when I was on the apps, <laughs> that was, you know, like something that I would make very, very, very clear in my profile is just, you know, say that I'm, you know, non-monogamous, 
not to say I will never want monogamy again, but uh, right now, like that's that's what I'm looking for. Um, and then folks would either decide if that was what something they wanted that they also were doing or if they were okay with that potentially or if it's something they wanted to explore or not. And it was like literally like before we even started talking, people would know that about me. So I don't like I don't want to waste anyone's time. You know what I mean? And I understand like a lot of people don't aren't looking for that. Yeah. And I guess that would just make it hard if you are off of apps because there's not that. Yeah flashing light that you can throw out there before they have the chance to get to know you. Yeah. It's definitely a little bit harder when you're meeting folks organically. Not that I've, I'm really not really meeting any new people right now. So it hasn't, it hasn't really come up, but, but assuming I were to meet folks, someone like uh, organically, um, I don't know. I'd probably kind of like work it into, if it was like clear that like there was like a flirtation and an interest on both sides happening, I would kind of like, work it into the conversation in a way that it wasn't hopefully too awkward to see like you know give them a chance to like yeah, but it's something back that out you, <laughs> yeah because you would have to put it out there pretty quick mm -hmm. I don't really feel like I don't know I I kind of disagree where I don't necessarily know why would you have to put it out so quick when you're just getting to know like I don't know I guess it's definitely very important but mm -hmm. I I think it would take like really getting to know the person if they're even if it's even something you'd consider like wanting to date that person and other people, like I wouldn't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would necessarily say it on the first date. Well, I didn't used to. So I've been, I don't know. I've been kind of dipping. I was dipping my toe in the kind of non-monogamy world for about, I don't know, maybe a year or two um, in and out of relationships. And then just kind of like maybe three years ago, two or three years ago, I was just like, okay, this is just like, this is, gonna work for me right now and monogamy is not gonna work for me right now so I just I'm just like this is who I am right now um but when I was first kind of like feeling it out and figuring things out I didn't I didn't tell people right away and oftentimes that was fine but it took just like one person to get super fucking pissed off at me because they felt like I had wasted mm -hmm. their time because it didn't come up until like farther into the conversation, you know? And then I think for a lot of people, I don't think they're going to care that much, but there's going to be that one person who's like, feels like you like were wasting their time or like you were trying like to Like if you're going to invest in someone, right. you should know the truth right away. Right. Yeah. Like if you're sure that that's where your head is at on the other end. Mm -hmm. So is jealousy like not something that you experience then for the most part? For the most part, I really don't. I get, so there's a term called compersion. Uh, that's used in the community that means like you get like pleasure and joy from your partner getting pleasure and joy, even if you're not involved in that. Mm. And so like I like what I've seen, like my partner past, past partners, like getting ready for dates or like the people that I'm one of the people I'm dating right now is engaged. And like when they talk about like their fiance and like their face lights up, it just like it like makes you really happy. Like it just like makes you really happy to like see them so happy and like excited and like I don't know. It just like it it I love it. I love it. There are times when I'm like I do get a little bit of jealousy. I do think I I feel jealousy much less than I think maybe the average person like my age does. I don't know why that is, but um, I definitely it definitely happens. You know, especially I found that it happens if I'm not if I don't feel like I'm getting what I need from the situation or relationship, and then I see mm -hmm. evidence of them, what I interpret as them giving what I'm wanting to that other person, but they can't give it to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that could be time. That could be words of affirmation. That could be cute dates. That could be sex. Like it could be anything. Um, but if I felt like, if I feel like my needs aren't being met, but this other person is getting like something that I want, that is when it like starts to creep up and I'm like, okay, like, 
And it, so it comes from a place of like dissatisfaction with how the relationship is going, right? Or like me not speaking up and may, maybe it might just be me not speaking up and letting my, my needs and my wants be known too, right? So sometimes it's just I need to speak up. But it does, it does every once in a while it does pop up, but not, um, I don't, not super often. It hasn't been very many times that it's happened. My mind is just blown. <laughs> if so- I had to watch you get ready to go on a date with someone else, there's no way. Amber would take me out at the knees. (laughs) Like, literally, I'd I'd turn the corner and she would just pop out and take me out at the knees and I wouldn't go anywhere. No date for you. I'd be like, what's that movie, Misery? I'd be in the room, like, lifting my laptop, trying to get strong again. She'd be out, you know, making some special tea for me to keep talking. No, um, so this is interesting, though. This is interesting because I, um, I have what I've always considered like a very strong emotional connection Mm -hmm. and I can get invested Mm -hmm. emotionally in people. And I think that is a level of intimacy or a relationship of something like a speck of it maybe. And so throughout my life, I have had multiple people in my life just be like really closer, like not in a sexual way, but closer as like this deep, passionate friend. And so I'm I'm thinking of it in that terms because mm-hmm. I've never I've never dated um really I don't think I've ever dated multiple people at once um unless I was like having an affair. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that's a you know yeah. that that was um one in one of the links that we researched like the difference between poly and cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was interesting, yeah. you know, just like the level of communication and just mm-hmm. um you know, respect and thoughtfulness all goes into it just the same as, you know, you would want for any relationship, really. For sure. For sure. And honestly, like that is also one thing that like led me to kind of take a closer look at non-monogamy is that I there I cheated on a couple of partners and felt awful about it. And, you know, was just like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And like had just had a really hard time like dealing with it. Um, and then, you know, at some point, realized that like oh i'm like i'm desiring to further connections in in ways that don't fit with the relationship structure that i'm in and like Mm -hmm. do i need that maybe not but like am i unhappy without it yes (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it just became like because i often too because i like i wasn't necessarily always super like i was never like a monogamy cheerleader i didn't really i don't i don't I typically don't care what my partners are doing if I'm not around. Like I typically I'm like, yeah, you do you. I don't, I don't care. Um, but like it was always more often than not, not always more often than not monogamy was important for my partner and they were someone that I wanted to be with. So then I was like, okay, well we'll just be monogamous because it's important to you and I don't really care. But then I realized mm-hmm. at some point I did care. And like, I, I, I chose to like, just be like, okay, I'm just going to follow relationships that are comfortable within this, at least for me to have a non-monogamous structure. Preferably, I would feel mm-hmm. very weird, I think, if I was with a monogamous partner. People do do that and it's fine for them, but I, I don't know. That would I would feel weird about that. You know, and your situation could be a benefit of having multiple people that fill your cup in, in different ways. And like maybe one person's... Mm-hmm quality um doesn't exceed in the other area and so you can kind of get that balance of you don't need it all from one person you don't need the pressure of putting something on one person to say you have to 
hit, you know, you have to check all these boxes because mm-hmm. this is what fills me completely up. Yeah. I mean, I'm a needy bitch, honestly. And like, <laughs> I, I, I need a lot from partners and a lot of different things from partners. And I don't, I don't think it's honestly, I don't think it's fair to like require that from one person. Like I don't, I truly don't think like one person could give me like everything that I want in a relationship. So I have a question though. So like (laughs) if you're dating three to two to five people at the same time, right. No matter how serious each one is, do you not find that it's hard to like split up your time and energy and efforts and like like doesn't that not exhausting because to me that like I know dating one person takes like all of like you put your all into it when at least you're in an monogamous relationship anyway so I don't know I just feel like dating two or three would be like holy shit <laughs> no you're not wrong that's I mean that was the, the honestly the main thing that kept me away from um like engaging in or, or like looking into that like you know uh, relationship model was that I was just like I can't imagine having that much I'm like a little avoidant like c- talking is really hard for me and I know how important it is so I do it um, but like communicating openly is like it just it, I get like nervous and like I just it's hard for me and so I was like that sounds I don't think I have the Capacity. emotional <laughs> like right they like the emotional like for like I feel like I would have to be like three people emotionally in order to handle like all of mm-hmm. these interactions right but I have found and I'm I I have a like a a fairly busy life so I don't I don't think I've ever dated more than two people at once um not that I can think of um and so typically it's been just like two people and so that's a little bit easier but it is like yeah I mean it is it is harder you have to make space for your feelings for one person and your and make space for and your, their your feelings, feelings for the person and make right. space for their feelings right. as well. And their feelings right? so about each like, other potentially. It's a lot of, I mean, which is a whole that's a yep. lot. That's yeah, a lot that's of feelings. Thing but too. like I, you know, <laughs> I, I think that Ember <laughs> yeah. and I kind of had that in the beginning before we completely came out. We did. We had, we had a very, um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, some boundaries and some very respectful, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it. Just uh, limits that we put limits. out there in the beginning of the relationship when and it came to what we were okay with. There were certain nights mm-hmm. where it'd be like, I'm hanging out with Tommy tonight. I'm not available. You know, I'm not available. Um, mm-hmm. Or one of us would just ghost each other. And it was like, sorry, I ended up, you know, chilling with dude. And um, right. Then once it started getting more serious, I remember, and and I know you probably remember this too. There was a, you shared like an Instagram story and you were watching a movie with Jeff and he was, he was massaging your feet and I fucking you hate it. it. I, I didn't lose it. You I were didn't. pissed. I was, I was just like, it just made me feel some type of way. Cause I was like, she wrote something in the captions. Like this is, um, you know, this is the life or it was like something about like life being so good for her. And I couldn't share that happiness because I wanted, I wanted yeah. me to be the one rubbing her feet. Yeah. And so there were times where like, I right. had to step aside and know that they were at a family event or a mm-hmm. wedding or something where it was like a couple type of thing, you know, and there were moments where it was hard and I'm sure it was hard for you. Right. Oh yeah. And that's why I know solidly I could not do the E&M thing. Like there is, there's absolutely no way. I just know yeah. that I'm not capable of open and I don't, I guess yeah. maybe I've never officially tried it. So I guess I should never say never, but yeah, I think people know themselves. Like even if you haven't tried it, like, you know, I think if you, 
know yourself well enough. You're like, yeah, I, I, you can kind of envision different scenarios. Be like, oh, this would bother me. This would bother me. This would bother me. This would bother me. You know, like if that's like happening for you when you think about that, then like I don't think you need to try it. Like I I have a question. Do you feel like when you are dating, you know, multiple people, do you find yourself Mm -hmm. having different, almost like personalities or roles, like a role as far as like if you are more masculine with some, like you know, because that's how it was for me when I was with you know. A man like I was in a different yeah. role I was a pillow princess and I was afraid that I was mm-hmm. going to be and I didn't I, I was like if I'm you know with them like I am not that they're solidly no longer a pillow princess <laughs> right <laughs> How does that that work? I love that for both of you. In like the queer community. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's real. Um, I definitely have found, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. And I think think I'm not the only person who experiences this from what I've heard. Um, But I found that if when I'm, I typically date folks who are a little bit more masked than me, but I have dated folks who are like kind of, I'm like in in between, I feel like mask and femme, Um, but like maybe just a little on the femme side. Um, but I have dated folks who are like kind of even Steven as far as like that mix is confu- considered or um, a little bit more femme than me. Uh, and I have found that like I definitely like lean into like my masculine energy if I'm with someone who's more femme. And I definitely lean into my more femme energy mm-hmm. when I'm with someone who's more mask. I don't know if that's just I don't know where that comes from. It just like it just like happens like knee jerk reaction. I don't I don't like think about it at all. Something else, though, how it yeah. can switch just like almost like a little chameleon. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. here comes, you know, somebody who's a little bit more masculine than me. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to twist my hips a little bit different when I walk right yeah I even like how I dress for dates like 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 I just I find myself like dressing like a little bit more feminine for dates with mass folks and a little bit more masculine with dates for like femme folks but oddly enough when it comes to kink and I will I'll be I won't I won't be like really I won't talk really naughty right now I'll keep it like keep it friendly (laughs) when it comes to like kink stuff I found that like with folks who are more femme I'm more like submissive really and when it comes to folks that are masked I'm I more dominant yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why yeah I don't know why that's either I don't know I don't understand it I'm sure someone like there's some therapist out there who like knows exactly what's going on and can tell me what's happening right <laughs> yeah, that's interesting um I don't know I think it, I, I honestly like for the younger generation when I see my kids talking about it mm-hmm. um now that they're you know I have a 17 year old and an almost 14 year old and now that they're in the dating scene I want Mm -hmm. them to be in open relationships. I don't want them to go through and think that it has to be a certain way. I want them to meet lots of people and I want them to feel like they understand like a human, not just one, one way, one direction, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure. And I truly, truly learned so much about my limits, my likes, my dislikes, my triggers, um, you know, things that would come up uh, for me, like in conversation or like in bed or what have you so much faster um, when I'm dating multiple people. Cause it's like, you know, something that with one person, like if you're with one person, they might trigger you mm-hmm. in like one way, but then <laughs> the other person might trigger you in two other different ways, you know, like, and so you kind of figure out like, it's sort of like almost like a crash course and like knowing yourself or something in that way. I don't know. Or at least has been for me. I just always find it interesting to learn more about all of the different kinds of people, relationships. Like I feel like this last year is the first time I've ever opened myself up to even hearing about some of the things that, you know, if somebody were to walk up to me and say E&M, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? And now like I just 
<laughs> I feel like I know a lot more. It's cool learning all kinds of new and different mm -hmm. ways that people go about dating or identifying or all of the things. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Well, something that I thought mm -hmm. of early on when talking to Ember, knowing that we were extreme, you know, long distance, um, that if mm -hmm. we didn't see each other on a regular basis, I would probably lean more into an open relationship. I don't think it's fair to say, like, I get it. Like, their long distance relationships, you can make them work many ways. But, like, coming out late in life, like, I feel like I want it yeah. all. Like, I want to have it all and I want to be able to experience, like, in-person stuff, you know? And so, for me, like, had we been in a situation where it was, like, we knew we weren't going to meet up as often or, um, you know, as quickly as we did, I would have been, like, well probably have an open relationship yeah no i get that the one the one um open relationship that i had in my hetero dating life was with was it wasn't was a long distance situation and that's why it was open because it was like eh, well we're not gonna like see each mm -hmm. other every weekend like yep totally. <laughs> you know well this was super informative and i think it gives people just like an option to think about you know a, a different um a different way of going about exploring and dating and getting to know yourself because i think just like you know think of it like interviewing you learn so much about yourself every time you interview you learn a shit ton about yourself every time you date somebody because you learn a For little sure. bit more about your needs that need to be met yep well and i think that non-monogamy is just going to become more and more common absolutely mm -hmm. it's you know i'm sure that even people listening to this, they're going to be like, oh, shit. How many people get divorced I want to do like, that. I never want to get married again. I never want to go yeah. through that again. It was traumatic for a lot of people. Right. You know? It wasn't always yeah. like the way, you know, they, yeah, they, for sure. they project it in the movies. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. It's never that way. <laughs> it's never that way. I do have two yeah. uh, books to suggest if folks are interested in learning more. So there's like the like e &M primer from like the 90s. It's been updated since, but called The Ethical Slut. Um, and that's the book that I read when I was in like college that I was like, oh, this is an interesting concept, um, but never really incorporated into my life until very recently. Um, and then there's um, this book by Jessica Fern called Polysecure. Um, that's all about kind of attachment and trauma and um, consensual non-monogamy. Amazing. I kind of want, like, not even, I'm not looking to go in that direction, but I still want to read them because mm -hmm. I don't know, even just like I said, educating my kids, educating other people and just being able to have open conversations yeah. about it, I think. Well, and educating ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's why that was the first thing we did. We were yeah. like, all right, find some links, pull this shit up. We want to know. It's amazing. Well, um, thank you awesome. so much for thank you so coming much coming on the show, talking, um, all the all the good stuff. Are you going? Are you excited for tonight? Are you going to G Flip? I am. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for the tickets. I'm like, I'm I'm stoked. I've been listening yeah. to them all day. <laughs> like preparation. Like that song. Oh, it's so, so good. good. It's so such a good song. That song yeah. extra loud it's good. for us. We, I will. We feel like contemplated <laughs> the last couple of weeks because we just drove to Ohio um, and then drove back and it mm -hmm. was like, you know, a long drive and with the weather and it's like a three and a half, it's a three and yeah. a half hour drive for us. And we're like, we really want to do that, drive. but our time is so, I have until Sunday, you know, 
It's like, do we want to yeah. spend it in the car? Seven hours spend, in the car. Yeah. So we, um, exactly. it's raining. We decided yeah. we're just going to cook dinner and chill. I'm stoked that the tickets went to you, though, and that you're going to go have a great time and create memories. Aww. It's going to be amazing. Well, because we talked about, okay, we could put them on Patreon. We can put it on Instagram. And I was like, you know what? I'm ahead of Leah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for thinking Absolutely. of me. It's so sweet of you. Have a blast. Really Send it. pictures. Thank you. I will. I'll try and take a video. Yeah, do it. All right. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great night. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Okay, you guys. Well, um, we love you. And until next time. Until next time. Meet, meet, meet. If you'd like to be a guest or join us backstage, DM us on Instagram at Fashion of the Late Lessons. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on episodes.